Hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week we watched Wild Nights with Emily. Uh-huh. Starring Molly Shannon and a couple of other people I recognized. And yeah. then a bunch of people I didn't. But a film about Emily Dickinson. Because, again, we're back to skew. Oh, yeah. Week three. Uh-huh. This is English. Yeah. Language arts. Language arts. So that means next week is science. Be thinking. I am working on it. Yeah. And I feel we've, like we've actually been very fair to yeah. the sciences. We yeah. watched um We watched Mass. Ammonite. <laughs> oh, that's true. We did watch Ammonite. Has there been another science <laughs> film? Uh I'm sure there has, right? There's so many biopics about we scientists. We've like certainly done science before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did Hidden Figures. That's true. Yeah. How about that. Hey, aerospace. Yeah, I think we did October Sky. I don't know that we did do October Sky. That's stupid. We should we should do October Sky. That is a good movie. Homer Hickam. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that since I was like in junior high. Oh, I watched it um, as a person in my twenties, at least. Like really? My, I was I was living in yeah, I think in Algono. Wow. When I watched it, I just had like a hankering. Laura Dern. Very sad in that film. I forgot Laura Dern. Isn't she? It. Isn't she his mom? She's like a teacher. Oh yeah, the teacher. Mm-hmm. But she has cancer. She's so pretty. She's so, so nice. Pretty. I know. <laughs> like, She's got such a pleasing she, presence. If she were my teacher, she like she has classic favorite teacher vibe. Oh yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Um. Anyways, this week though, we watched Wild Nights with Emily, which I quite enjoyed. Um, but we will talk about that after we sync up, bitch. Yeah. What the hell have you been up to? Thank you for asking, as always. You're welcome. Um, man, I got uh, some plants. Hell yeah. Um, well, last week I did, as I followed your suit, uh-huh. I followed your lead, uh-huh. and started uh, back to school, like, actually. In earnest, Not, not yeah. just uh, shopping for things, but... Right. Um, your coursework. My coursework. <laughs> so I started on Mary Beard's SPQR. Hell yeah. Took my little notes, and it, it feels was so fun. good to take notes. It really, really does. It's very comforting. I agree. And I really just turn my brain off. Sometimes I'm like, am I copying this word for word? <laughs> Possibly. Perhaps. But that's okay. <laughs> it, it is shocking when I find myself um, <clears throat> being studious and... Uh, commendable yeah. when I'm on of your own volition <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely yeah because it's like wow I could be anywhere in the world tonight and I chose <laughs> academics <laughs> why yeah that's like your inner essence mm-hmm. was like you know what sounds good right now learning <laughs> yeah I've been reading Lindsay uh and I have both but Lindsay more than me actually been on like a kick of buying like history books from when we were kids yeah um, yeah and she's been so kind to furnish me with copies as well, <laughs> um, including, uh, what was the, what was the, the smelly, hi- smelly old history? Yeah. Uh, it's a scratch and sniff series that <laughs> tells you about, like, what antiquity smelled like. <laughs> and we had, um, like, a couple of them when we were kids, mm-hmm. and, like, the smells are, like, scent memories that yes. we have. So Lindsay bought, um, bought us each a copy of, like eight of those yeah and then also sent me home with some dorling kindersley books eyewitness <clears throat> books you might remember them as dk eyewitness books yes uh i like sat my ass down on the couch saturday after we got home <laughs> and like started reading the greek one good for you <laughs> and, like craig went and picked up some dinner and i just stayed my ass on the couch That's didn't so nice. move a second god it was great that those are so actually nice. pretty gripping for kids they are yeah and for 
And for adults. Grown titty women. I also like the way the pages are laid out. Like, thinking about how time-consuming it must have been to the individuals having to lay out those pages oh and how God. creatively they did so. And the layout software of the time, too. You know right. it took so long. It took so long, but they were committed to making a high-quality product for young readers, and I am grateful. I might just collect the whole set. That's what I'm saying, girl. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I would love to have that on my built-in wall-to-wall bookshelves uh-huh. in my dream home. Oh, yeah. I'm going to collect all the horrible histories, too. I'm going to scour the internet for mint condition <laughs> copies of every but one of those. But it can't be, it's got to be, like, the old editions, though. Yeah, because for I've sure. Seen some people mm-hmm, try mm-hmm. to rebrand horrible histories. Oh, I yeah. need the raised lettering with mm-hmm. the ghoulish blood font on the front. And it's got to be, the, the letters have to be on what looks like a piece of rich, rich, sorry, ripped parchment. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen the ones now where it's, like, a... Just like a clean rectangle. And I'm like, enough. Your horrible histories, you remember them not... I remember them having a clean rectangle. Oh, I remember them having a parchment thing. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. This is shocking. Horrible histories. But there's like, they've definitely... It's also a TV series. Did you know this? Yes. Yeah, see, this is how I remember it looking. It was like a handwritten Oh, font. oh, 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 okay. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I the thought logo. that you meant the actual binding of the book. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've watched the show on um, the airplane before. How fun. It's pretty cute. I would have been into it um, were I younger as well. Boy, I loved those books. Those are... As a child. So good. What bookish children we were. I know. We really didn't have a, <clears throat> a shot at being cool, but you know what we never did? What? color guard <laughs> and for that I can be sort of proud <laughs> I was actually that we we brought home our senior yearbook so I brought home yours and mine mm-hmm. and Tig was fascinated by it today looking at it and I was like well I'm tagged as in the in the uh, index in the back I'm tagged mm-hmm. as being on the band page I was not in band. No. <laughs> I was just so closely associated with band people. Sort of a very whoever put the, kind of groupie to be a part of. <laughs> whoever put the index together was like, yeah, Lindsay Sherman's in band. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I was never for a day, but all my friends were. So yeah, that's very sad to be not pictured because you were not in band. I... Yeah, I remember this about you. You really were very tightly associated with them. I was. I, I guess was. I kind of was too. They were nice kids. Yeah. You know, they were. They were all. They worked pretty hard. Yeah. They, they were, were all, all in AP classes. Yeah, I was gonna say they were all in my <laughs> yeah. classes with me, and they were. They were just. I don't know. They were just nice. Yeah. The ones that I hung out with. Obviously, mm-hmm. your mileage may vary. There are some really rotted band oh, kids in the world. Some, like, by the time I came around, those kids were horny. Mm. Like, some of the things no, I No, it was a 30 Rock... Or a Mean Girls joke for a reason. Oh, was it? For yeah, AP remember, kids? No, I thought it was for... It was band kids. It was sexually oh, active band nerds. Oh, I see. Nerds. I'm thinking of AP kids, but kind, oh. of, kind of a one-to-one almost. Oh, you were saying that the AP... Yeah, no, oh, the broader no, AP, AP community. The AP community. Had become horny. Yeah. Oh, it was quite virginal in my times. At I, least at least the people that I hung out with. I didn't say it wasn't also virginal. <laughs> Do you sort of get what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, a lot of frustration. I I recall that being the vibe of just sort of like, who y'all gotta cool it. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to describe it. It was just something hanging in the air where I was like, cut it out. 
I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear it. It's a lot of energies floating around me, and I'd like to avoid it, please. Why don't you guys take a lap, take a salt <laughs> tablet? We're not doing this. I always felt that everyone around me in high school was taking things just a little bit too seriously, <laughs> be it academics or, or be it... Um, Relationships. I would say primarily romance. I was, like, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Like, it's not so, that I didn't have crushes. I did. And, like, no, it, but there very was very rich inner life, very dramatic inner life. <laughs> I was going to say, I was a dramatic inner life kind of a girly. Yeah. Um, yearning was pretty crucial to <laughs> my experience. Was the, the name of the damn game. <laughs> but if I saw someone acting out those urges and, like, I don't know, pretending that they were in, like, a grown person's relationship it's and celebrating to anniversaries. Yeah. Celebrating anniversaries in high school. Oh, my God. You are a child. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, month anniversaries. I know. And they were, yeah. they were real about it. They were, like, really very strange people about it. Man, I fear that I was probably that way with my one high school boyfriend. I remember feeling that y'all's relationship was serious at the time. And you would go to back, like, dinners at his house with yeah, his family. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, LOL, that was like so not at all serious. But I was like, I, I must devote some, some hours a day <laughs> to yearning for the boyfriend that I already have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but that's a good muscle to have that keeps a marriage going. If you can yeah. sort of yearn for your partner. <laughs> <laughs> who you see like clip his toenails or whatever <laughs> if you can find a way to romanticize that it's, it's vital it's a vital skill it's shocking but like it's doable right yeah right <laughs> with enough creativity any of us can do it yeah you just you just have to have a <clears throat> a brain that's built for it yeah through years of being a teenage a yearner bookish sort of type yeah man thank god i wouldn't iPods. change it though no i know Mm. I know. iPods, like, hit right around the time I was in high school. I actually think that most of their life existed while I was in high school. Because, like, the iPhone kicked in in 2008 and people sort of abandoned. Damn. Um, It burned hot and bright. It did. But it was like, I was, that's how I know for such a time as this that was placed upon (laughs) this earth. You were an iPod evangelist. I I would go back to it now. If oh, you would give me a flip phone instead of this tether mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to agony. Yeah. <laughs> and then like here's an also iPod. an iPod it then with a GPS. Then Especially if it could be like the iPod touch that you could functionally use like a smartphone at home, but you leave you would leave your iPod at home. You know what I mean? Well I guess I didn't. I always took it with me everywhere. I, I took went. my iPod everywhere. Never mind. There's no escaping. One thing that was always charged was my damn iPod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my phone could be begging for its life, but the Mm -hmm. iPod was crisp. (laughs) The iPod stays on during (laughs) sex. Ew. That's up. What's his face, right? Um, Leo. That's the rumor about him. Yes, it is. Disgusting. I know. But, you know. One of our most talented actors. Yeah. So we let him get away with a lot. I he's again one of those one of those individuals where it's like let, I lean not on my own understanding, <laughs> but one thing I know is that for the health of my life, I can't ever be around him. <laughs> Period. Yeah, the health per- of my I am life. persuadable, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here ready to hit my mark and get manipulated. <laughs> So you have to have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, 
That means it's, it's not even complete one. Complete abstinence. <laughs> I cannot breathe the same air as some as the likes of like Leo DiCaprio or like Jack Nicholson today, At tomorrow, his prime. <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> you know that church sign, Jesus Christ, the same Jesus yesterday, Christ, today, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> Wow. See, this is why I actually do, I, I do feel that I would miss having the internet on my phone, because I love goofy jokes like that, you what? know? Like, seeing oh, people yeah, take memes. pictures of, yeah, I well, love memes. Well, but you know, imagine if all of the best memes mm-hmm. were just sort of rolled up onto one blog mm-hmm. that you would check once or twice a day. Like Tumblr. That's what blogs used to be. Yeah. People used to go curate memes, and you would go to, be like, oh, have you seen this blog? Yeah. It's funny. And you'd go look Man, at the memes. I miss Tumblr. Tumblr I, I actually think the utility of tech sort of reached its apex at mm, 2006. Let's go back to that. You know? Yeah. Like, let me sit on my couch and scroll and just stumble upon <laughs> let me for. Get my, my lap just piping hot <laughs> under this laptop. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, the actual technology, the, the computer itself is fine. Yeah. Do your thing. But, like, all these social apps, you know. What did We've that really? We've never been less connected. What did that really add to my experience? It, you know, it actually, um, statistically, <clears throat> if you're, especially if you're a young woman, probably mm-hmm. entirely tanked your <laughs> yeah. your mental health. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, really in shocking ways. Yeah. It. This this is one of those things where I'm like, I know I'm going to be so annoying as a mother because yeah. like. I feel like it was per. The it was a house per should be on fire health. for you guys. Like, yeah, Instagram is terrible. It's terrible. But like, I still look at it. When the internet was, you would go look at Tumblr and scroll on that for hours and hours, mm-hmm. or hit the stumble upon to like oh, yeah. literally shuffle the internet. Yeah, that that, that was so fun. It was sick. That was so much fun. Yeah, like I that was that was the best of the internet for me. Yeah, it didn't get better from there. Mm. Also, Hipster Runoff, do you remember that? No. It was like a big blog where it was like, <clears throat> you know, 72 point Helvetica font. And uh-huh. you would like hear all the gossip about like oh. indie musicians of the time where it was like, oh, Bethany cool. Cosentino said what? Sick. It was amazing. And it's God. gone. I think they probably also, <clears throat> um, in very like gawkery ways, probably crossed the line quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, it's got its own Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, hipster runoff was a big part of the culture for me. Damn, that was a fun time. It really was. I feel like I'm reliving it by following Indie Sleaze yeah. on Instagram. Yes, that really is really enjoying that. That is a follow I would recommend. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Just all over the place. I've been all everywhere, over the man. Damn place. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We had. Um, such a like boring weekend and it was perfect like we just well we went we went up to swim at mom and dad's house with y'all mm-hmm. <clears throat> and your friend your childhood friend mm-hmm. which was good to catch up with them but after that like we just like did all of our laundry on saturday and i put away the girls laundry saturday so i was like sweet i'm so ahead for the week and then like I, we just did housework but like we got our kitchen mostly like the kitchen counter mostly cleared off, which is, like, our big... That's, like, where our house gathers clutter. Mm. And it drives me crazy. But, um, anyways, like, that felt like a big win to me. Yeah. Um, but also, 
last Tuesday and Wednesday, I had my little art history evening. Oh, yeah. And Back to school for you, too. What a pleasant vibe. Oh, my goodness. Like, I just sit at my kitchen table, and I, like, prop my little iPad up, and I get on um, Khan Academy, and I just take my little notes. Love it. It is so nice. Is it nice. video? Some video, some, um, like, little, not quite like a slideshow, but similar. Mm-hmm. Like, little text pages that you read, <clears throat> but they're pretty short. And um, the coursework is designed to prepare whoever's taking this if they wanted to do the AP test. So it follows, like... There's a list of 250 um, pieces that the AP uh, board wants you to be familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, So they make sure to include all of those, but they're like, we're also updating the curriculum so that it's a little less like Western and kind of questioning like how the discipline of art history as it was originated lifted up Western art to the detriment of Eastern art Mm -hmm. or like anything that was just non like they would just sort of lump it into non-western and treat that as like yeah. a sub you know like this yeah. is one unit here's some non-western art it was like probably 25 to 30 percent of yeah. the total AP art history yeah exam if i'm remembering correctly totally and um anyway just really interesting i, I like it a lot so far and the Khan academy is free I know, I should use it. What a cool thing. That math uh, quiz was a real wake-up call to me <laughs> recently. i got to start clawing back some knowledge. I really, I have to reclaim some yeah. of that stuff. The way the Dutch did with land reclamation from the sea. Let me get <laughs> all the things. And I'm always saying this and about I'm always the Dutch. Saying this. <laughs> Let me get some of my knowledge back out of wherever it went to. It's just in some sort of morass in my brain, right? I hope so. I hope it didn't sort of get like... Um, deleted instead of archived do you know i i don't think it's entirely possible to delete you think yeah i think that it stays i think it stays there interesting okay um whether you have uh the ability to access it hard to say okay interesting but i think it's all there wow i don't know i'm not a brain i was like kind of a girl you're more sciencey <laughs> than i am so i'm like okay sure um yeah, it's just a personal feeling. I think because there are things that I was so certain that I would have never remembered. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then all of a sudden it's there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like how um, mom said that her dad would like remember random random Russian words uh-huh. towards the end. And it was like he hadn't spoken Russian since he was like 23 in the Air Force. It is a real bummer he was so tight-lipped about that, because I would love to have talked to him about it. Russian is not an easy language to learn. No. He was very smart. Did uh, the other one know Korean? Korean, yeah. Also, I don't think a very easy language to learn. No. I've actually heard that it's easy to learn to read, but it's, like, harder to learn to speak. Oh, huh. But, like, because the way that their characters, are, I think, are organized, maybe it's, like... I can't remember. God, I feel Russian like seems hard on both. I know. Yeah. I well, I mean, both of them. Duolingo Greek the other night. Uh, oh, you did. Mm-hmm. She's serious about Greece, y'all. I don't know why. I was just like, let's see. I'm curious to see if I could pick any Greek up. It's doing a Duolingo with a different alphabet. Mm-hmm. Really, something odd. Oh yeah. yeah. I have a different keyboard, um, and I accidentally toggle into it probably 35 times a Is day. Is it for French? Mm-hmm. How are you? Are you still learning? No, I like, <laughs> I basically forgot to keep going probably within two weeks of our trip. 
And then, since then, I'm like, I want to learn more French. But It's a very pretty language. It is so pretty. You know what? I'm actually coming around to German not sounding ugly to me. Oh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I never thought it would be the case. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Craig and I rewatched Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Um, and maybe it's just that Christoph Waltz sounds cool saying he anything. He just has a beautiful accent. He is, wow. What, what a damn a actor. marvel of an actor. I'm saying. That he could do that in three or four different languages. And be one of the most suspenseful. <laughs> that movie. Ooh. The first... The pastry scene makes me physically sick. I had forgotten about it. And you know what is crazy watching it? Because, okay, it came out when I was 18. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember thinking that, like, um, Shoshana was, like, the prettiest person in it. It was weird that she wasn't an it girl. Right. And that, like, for me. Yeah, what... Why why was she never it girl? Why was Melanie Melanie Laurent never so pretty? (laughs) Um, Gorgeous. But I'm watching it now, and I'm like, she looks so young. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Like she looks like she's like 18. I, I don't know how old might, she was. I mean, I would guess that she was probably 24. Yeah. But she, that's lineless so face. Young. That is <laughs> yeah. still so young. Um, she has a little bit of a Kirsten Dunst quality to her face. Yes. Yeah. What a damn film. What a damn film, dude. Lisa Sadu is in it. Doesn't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> she's so pretty though. Also so pretty. So Denise so pretty. Minoche. So pretty. pretty. <laughs> the French are pretty. They're pretty people. Yeah. Um, what a damn movie. I yeah. gotta rewatch that. It's, it is every bit as good as I remember. Wow. You know who actually, I will say, the one thing that I think, the, maybe the weaker performance in that movie, mm-hmm. who do you think? Um, I don't know. Who? Diane Kruger. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite. But she's so pretty. She's so pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty. Brad Pitt looks really good in that movie. Brad Pitt is so funny in that movie. When he says, I'll get chewed out. I've been chewed out before. <laughs> Parker After repeats that. shooting a guy. Parker repeats that a lot. And also... Um, it's actually a very empowering mantra. Yeah, exactly. He's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've had bad things happen before. And I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, also, the, uh, like I said, third most is yeah. something that Parker says a lot. It's just very one. silly. I always think of the scene where they have to speak Italian um, mm-hmm. at the premiere. Craig mm-hmm. quotes all the time. Like, Gorlami. Or like if <laughs> someone just says something in Italian, he'll like do the Dominic de Coco <laughs> hand. <laughs> Dominic de Coco. <laughs> I love that film. It's so good. We did an episode of it very early, friends. If you want to go back, what, five years ago God. to hear what we had to say about Inglorious Bastards. I don't I'm even sure know if that was the same girl five years ago. I, I'm certain that I was not the same person at that time. Oh, I'm actually like genuinely a little bit icked out that we, we have such an archive of us are changing. Well, you know. It's a good thing, I it's suppose. It's a good thing, yeah. But like podcasts are not one of those things you can sort of do like um, uh, like a hyperspeed, like see yeah. how they've changed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you, it's, a, it's a long journey. You were either here with us or you weren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, should we talk about Wild Nights with Emily? Yeah. I don't have a lot to say other than I just really did enjoy it quite it a bit. It was very cute. It, was, um, it got a middling score, which... Came out, what, like two years ago? Um, longer, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, I think like three or four years ago. So, I thought it was a very funny way. They, like, were very winky about the way that Emily Dickinson's narrative has been woven to be like, can you believe what a recluse she was? Yes. She never 
ever came out, never talked to anybody, never interacted with folks. She did kind of pine after a fella, it seems. You know, like, they they show that narrative being crafted kind of like in they real time right after her death. Like a spinster with a million cats. Yes, absolutely. And this movie, and like now, recent scholarship is like, no, she actually was like super duper in love with her sister-in-law. <laughs> Extremely gay. Yeah, yeah. very gay. Um, but so she's played by Molly Shannon. And then um, basically it's like, the story is like seemingly narrated from this woman named Mabel who is rotten. rotted gut, <laughs> gutted trash beast we hate Mabel but she is kind of the one that's like making this narrative of like well you know one time her sister-in-law walked in and she was in the arms of a man you know trying to like yeah. feed the fires of Emily Dickinson was straight she was just mentally ill so you know, right? Um, because the real truth. Which, why is that an easier sell for poetry? <laughs> I, you know, I think because at this time they loved like this that kind of story of somebody who was like lonely and tortured and wrote their poems like secretly in the quiet mm-hmm. would have just been catnip to the people at large. Yeah. So like (laughs) the tortured genius. Quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. Legend era. They loved like a pining woman. It was Victorian times, you know. Yeah. So I think that 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 would have been like a sympathy poll. Like they would have been like, can you believe this talented, undiscovered, brilliant poet? Is that sort of like what we do to like Daniel Johnston? Oh, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like build up a mythos around them. Yeah, like an outsider art yes. narrative. Yeah, for sure. I'm sort of tired of pretending that I like his music. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like some of Emily Dickinson's poetry, though. Oh, yeah, no. But yeah, that so, it's not a, so it's not a perfect one-to-one no, no, comparison. No. But yes, I know what no, you mean. No. Like, it's like we uh, posthumously create a narrative about this like outsider. Yeah. You know? um, so... Uh, Mabel's like narrating it and she's like I'm the first person to edit and publish any of Emily Dickinson's poetry um, and she's clearly made like quite a pretty penny off of it you find out later how she comes to be the first the person that does this um, but Emily like when they actually show her they they do it like sometimes they'll have the narrator saying one thing about her and then you actually get to see uh-huh. that the opposite is true um, like like jabbing at scholar like yeah yeah like, like what the assumptions are about, it. about her yeah exactly because like even her wikipedia page now is like she was very lonely she you know what i mean well and it's all like, we can say about her is that she was quiet girl yeah <laughs> that's about all you know just one of those real gentle kind of souls um so she um like anything i learned about her in school was like that and she it's so weird like even yeah. now even in 2000 what five in yeah. college. I was taking a class where that was what we were told about Emily well, Dickinson. Well, and all the poems we read of hers were like, a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, very the kind of thing that you would see printed on like a gardener's smock. You right. Know? Right. Um, so it was good in this movie to get to hear her hornier poems. Oh, yeah. Pumes. Pumes. Lots of them. Yeah. Um, she had like, what, what did they say, like... 1800 poems or something that she wrote quite a lot of poems a a large quantity um so 
anyways, they show her, like, while they're talking about her being this, like, reclusive woman, they show her, like, making gingerbread and then lowering it in a basket to the local kids and be like, do you guys like it? Okay, that scene, I was like, I'm obsessed with her. I know, I, I was too. Her. I was like, she is having so much fun because she kept flipping the little envelope with the recipe over and like jotting down a poem as it came to her. Mm-hmm. Just an iconic frazzled diva in the kitchen. I love people that are like warm and friendly, yeah. you know, in movies. Oh, just so great. Um, so they talk about how Emily grew up next to a cemetery and the narrator's like, that may have contributed to her morbid curiosity. Um, so they show like 20 years earlier before Molly Shannon as Emily doing her thing. Um, they show a young Emily and a young Susan doing much do about nothing. Um, like reading it for school, I guess for school Mm -hmm. performance. And they caught a vibe hard, hard and heavy. And, um, you see, I guess, like, maybe a year later or something, like, a little while later, it's, like, they're walking around talking about the future, and Susan's, like, um, something about, like, when I get married or whatever. Or mm-hmm. They're talking about old Shakespeare plays and how all the parts were played by men. So they're, like, so two men kissed, and Su- Emily's, like, well, you and I kiss. And Susan's, like, yeah, but I don't kiss you like I would kiss a boy. Ooh. And then they continue to just sort of smooch for the rest of their smooching lives. Smooching and smooching and smooching for the rest of their damn lives. Um, so Emily's parents and brother go on a long trip, leaving them lots of opportunities to... Smooch. Smooch. And nothing else, I'm sure. Yep. Ended there. <laughs> yeah. They were best friends. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, women were very warm and affectionate in that way. <laughs> Can you believe this? Yeah. People used to the really back try bends. those lines. I, like... Truthfully, before I saw this, like, I was like... I had heard the Emily Dickinson, like, gay rumors, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, the pockets of the internet that we inhabit mm-hmm. um, will often quickly course correct too hard. Right. And, like, there were some, like, real conjecture ones where I was mm-hmm. like, now, maybe. Now, hold on. I'm not married to this person being straight. I don't really care. Right. But. It seems like thin evidence. S- you mean? Stretch on that. So, I was, yeah. like, somewhat prepared for that but then it was like well it just seems undeniable yeah <laughs> like just there's no way to no she was one she was she was one <laughs> yeah for sure yeah there is i think um it's funny like seeing the the clapbacks on twitter and stuff when people will be like it's known that so and so is gay and it's like based on what what evidence yeah <laughs> Hold on, Go on, Dusty. Where did you hear this? (laughs) And you can see, like, the chain of how that got developed sometimes, like, literally on Twitter. And, like, historical scholars will be like, hi, I'm... That's not true. (laughs) You know? Man. Yeah. But, but, you know, there's been uh, lots of stupid scholarly evidence used to make people seem straight when they weren't too. So, everybody gets a turn, I guess. Um, I think the beautiful thing about humanity is that we can all be stupid. (laughs) Everybody. And I love to be stupid sometimes. So, um, the narrator at her talk says that... um, Susan and Lavinia had told stories about Emily not being a recluse. Um, you know, th- there was a man that, like, Susan walked in and found her in the arms of this man. And they, like, show the backstory. And it's this, like, boring old doctor. Was he a doctor? Yeah, he, like, came to visit and could barely hear her. And he's, like, but the, the, I had to write this down because he's, like, talking to her about the Brontes. And he's, like, it shows, I think, the point of the story, which is... A plain woman can be loved by a fire victim. (laughs) 
And that killed me. Oh, he was the judge. It was like an old friend of her father's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie really did have some like very funny. Moments. It was very silly. And then they also had Brett Gelman in it playing um, an editor from the Atlantic. I was just Atlantic. waiting for him to be trash, and then he did it again. He d- he. The thing is, I think that Brett himself. Gelman is like I know. I know what I look. What like, I can man. play. <laughs> And I know how I sound, so sure. I sure hope that's the case and that he's not just that person. He, he could very well be that person. Typecast if anyone as has that. any hot tips on whether Brett Gelman is a good or bad person, <laughs> send them to us. Please let us know and, and trust that we will not accept a middling answer. He is either very good <laughs> or very bad. The best, bad. goodest boy. <laughs> um, so he is a very arrogant and smug guy. Like, they show him... They do this cool thing where it looks like he's, like, talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall. Colonel Thomas Wentworth. And he's, like, in the Civil War talking to some other people, like, that he's fighting with who have asked him about his military experience. But instead of answering the question, he's like, here's hey, all the impressive things I've done yeah. that make me a very good person. Um, <clears throat> so. He very much fashions himself like, um. Like, something of an ally. Right, exactly. um, She talks his ear off, essentially, for, like, hours. Yes. About sexism, and he's like, um, listen, I'm an ally. I just think that once all corruption is out of politics, that's when ladies should enter. God, yes. That was a very funny line to me. That was very silly. Too much for you right now. It's... It's like that scene in Little Women, where... But Joe is like, women should get to vote not because they're good, but because they're people. And I was like, per, I get, I deserve the right to be terrible too. <laughs> okay. And you wouldn't believe how good I am at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, oh yeah. So the the reason that they bring him into the picture at all is that Emily like is trying to get advice and get him to publish her. And um, anyways, he is like, I think maybe you should sort of drop it. Because you're not publish worthy. Yeah. And they show someone else, like a family friend later, say like, oh, I advised her not to seek publication. And it's like, you guys. Yeah, everyone was like pretty sleeping on her. Yeah. But they were pretty open about being like, I don't really get these little poems, so why don't you put those back? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So Susan, they show in the past, young Susan, she keeps taking these, like, um, teaching jobs out west because there was, like, not, you get paid better out there. And then she comes back, and Emily is horrified to find out that her brother is engaged to Susan. Like, they've done all this without telling her anything. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so gross. Like, how can you marry my brother? You and I are together. And Susan's like, yeah, duh, because you're going to live next door, and that way we can just be together all the time, and nobody will think anything of it, because they'll just think we're, like, really close sisters-in-law. Yeah, Susan really was in her bag on that one. She was, that was a very clever strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it actually seems that that works for a while, except for one time when they are in Susan's room, and have, having... Mm-hmm. you know right had relations and um <clears throat> susan's kids knock on the door and she answers and she's like oh i'm just like not feeling well i'm just having a lie down and her daughter's like okay tell aunt emily we said hi is that like the same daughter at the end do you think yes yeah yeah, yeah. so i was like oh no yeah <laughs> you've been found out <clears throat> um 
Yeah, and then like what one of the guys or her husband, not one of the guys. Uh, one of the guys. Her husband has an affair with Mabel, who's like hired as a piano player for yes, um, yeah, for Emily. Emily. By the way, I love the maid from Texas. Oh yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually like uh, not Emily. What is Emily's? Lavinia. No. What is her lover's name? Susan. Susan's actually, like, a little bit upset about the affair in a weird way. Yeah. Like, she's like, I was just, like, I told him no sex when we got married. And I thought that my intellect would be enough to keep him here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And, yeah, Emily's like, why are you upset? I'm upset that you're upset because you shouldn't care. Well, also, Emily has, like, a weird little... Dalliance, yes. Dalliance with... Yeah. yeah. Like, a, a widowed, recently widowed friend of Susan's who comes to visit. And she's like, oh, I... I want to go meet your sister-in-law. And then, like, she spends the night over there and then beats feet first thing in the morning. And Susan's like, something went down here last night, you know? <laughs> Which something I was like... pretty unchill. Emily! Here, huh? I think it was, like, when they were sort of at a chilly moment yeah, in their I relationship. So. But I don't know if... I hope that they had discussed their arrangement. I, it seems like maybe they got over it. Uh, they did, clearly. Pretty quickly. But their relationship is very sweet and yeah. cute. And it's just like, um, they just feel like very, it felt like a very lived-in couple on uh-huh. screen, I felt. Um, Molly Shannon. Just one of the most charming people. What a damn star. Yeah. what She's so good. Like, this was an interesting range for her, I felt. It's actually really good casting, too. Yeah. Though. Like, she does look like... Um, Emily Dixon. Dickinson, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does. Um, yeah. And Which, it was fun to see, like, middle-aged women that looked like middle-aged women mm-hmm. playing middle-aged women. You yeah. know? Not, like, 32-year-olds playing what, 45. This is why Nicole Kidman has taken herself out of the period piece game. Mm-hmm. Or should. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, like, imagine they didn't Nicole have Kidman Botox. in one of those parts. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, we. I haven't watched The Beguiled recently. Did we ever do an episode on that? I can never remember if we have. Um, we'll have to look it up. The Beguiled um, is so good. It is so good, but I can't remember if she had been doing a lot of... No, she looked pretty touched up in that, if I recall touched correctly. Touched by an angel. Yeah, but not... <laughs> like, by the time it got to um, The Undoing... Yeah. It was like, girly girl, you have to stop. I'm, I beg I of beg you. you. <laughs> Enough. You're pretty. Yeah. Let it go. I mean, she was in uh, The Northman, which... Is a, oh, yeah. a period piece. Yeah. And, like, Craig and I afterwards were like, yeah, um... She didn't look period appropriate. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not quite. They didn't Not have... Not for, like, the 10th century. 55-year-olds with frozen foreheads at that time. Because mm. it doesn't make you look younger. It just makes you look Botoxed. Jarring. And I say this as someone who... I've had it before, and I'll have it again. Listen, it but, is a very tricky needle to thread. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that... Two people, I could actually, I would love just to have a, an episode on who's had good work. <laughs> I would love a who's had good work episode, um, yeah, for sure. Yes, because I feel that um, obviously Joanna Lumley mm, has had good work. work. Yeah, Debbie Harry looks good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who else were we talking about recently where we were like, damn, they look good? Oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. If she's had any work done at all, it is so subtle you wouldn't believe Natalie Portman looks really good. She does. I mean, yeah. she's like still pretty young, but yeah. she's like early 40s and she yeah. looks the way that a person in their 40s should look. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyways, fascinating stuff. Yep. Work. Who's had it and who hasn't? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, 
basically, I think that's all the main plot points. Um, uh, the sad part is, though, at the end, they show Emily dies. Uh, Somewhat suddenly. Yeah, it seems like it was kind of sudden. And there is a really heartbreaking, like, split screen where they show Mabel editing the poems, like Emily's poems, right after her death, erasing Susan's name out of them with the intention of publishing them. And on the other side of the screen, Susan is, like, bathing Emily's dead body. Ugh. And it was just like, oh, it's so sad. Like, it was really, you know, heavy-handed. Like, they're literally erasing her. But it's like, God, that, it's nuts, like, how the the like morals of the time dictate how the history is written about someone you know know. yeah i mean that's like the absolute insanity of like studying history right it's like based on whom yeah according to whom i highlighted something in spqr where mary beard was like don't make the mistake of thinking that modern historians were better than ones back then it's just a different point of view absolutely yeah Mm, 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 mm. fascinating stuff um so next week science science um october sky yeah let's do that little fall moam that seems perfect we actually got rain so it's starting to feel like it's going to be fall at some point in texas someday i I believe in it pretty bullish on it now Uh, yeah but i'm certainly more after more than i was last week so like 10 days of rain i'm so excited me too anyways uh y'all have a good week yeah. And watch October Sky with us if you want to, but if not, no worries. Just come no back worries. and join us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>